0: Why do we human beings sleep? Think of this for a second. When you are sleeping, you cannot gather food. You cannot socialize. You cannot find a mate and reproduce. In fact, sleep leaves you vulnerable to danger and predators. Sleep looks like to be the most foolish biological phenomena. So, why do we sleep?
1: Hey guys, this is The Grey Matters Show. Welcome to the second episode and today we are going to be talking about sleep. Yes, sleep. So, Santosh, you were just talking about sleep. Even I was... You know, wondering about the same same question. Why do we sleep? Well, I believe, you know, technically, uh, how would it make sense for us to be sleeping, given that, you know, we are always at danger by the predators.
0: Right. So, uh, Pulkit, if you think logically, we are not doing anything productive when we are sleeping. Mm -hmm. There are two main factors that drive us to sleep. The first factor is our internal body clock, which is called circadian clock, which is located in our brain. All living organisms have this body clock that regulates their rhythmic and periodic cycles or behaviors such as sleeping, waking, and core body temperature. Um, Got it, got it. And in human beings, this rhythm is called circadian rhythm, as I said. Circadian, it means around a day, which means that these cycles repeat after 24 hours. By the way, uh, piece of information, our circadian clock repeats in 24 hours and 15 minutes, not 24 hours.
1: Mm, That's strange. Yeah.
0: Uh, So this internal clock creates a a cycling day-night rhythm that makes us feel tired and alert us to go to sleep or to wake up. So the first factor that drives us to sleep is circadian clock or body clock. The second factor is a chemical called adenosine. It's the same adenosine in ATP or adenosine triphosphate. Every waking minute, this chemical is built up in our brain and it's a byproduct of energy consumption by our body. Mm -hmm. It continues to increase in concentration every waking minute.
1: Right, so uh, as soon as we we make ADP to ADP, which basically generates energy in our mitochondria, uh, you know, concentration of adenosine keeps on increasing in our brain. And once it reaches like a threshold, it's like our body just, you know, gives up and it requires sleep to restore that adenosine. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. That's that's what's happening. And this sleep pressure because of adenosine is the second reason that we sleep. And the concentration of adenosine peaks in around 12 to 16 hours. Mm after being awake. And that's why most of us feel sleepy after being awake for 16 hours or 12 hours. And we need a sleep to restore uh, the balance uh, of adenosine. In fact, um, coffee, coffee has a similar structure, molecular structure as adenosine. And coffee keeps us awake by binding itself to the receptors meant for adenosine. That's why when we drink coffee, adenosine is not binding to the receptors, uh, but coffee molecules are which are blocking adenosine and we don't feel sleepy
1: so essentially caffeine is uh it's basically mimicking the molecular structure of adenosine and our body is not able to make make a difference between adenosine and caffeine right that makes a lot of sense uh that is the bonus for you guys uh this is the mechanism for coffee this is how caffeine works in our brain this is the reason why when you are feeling you know groggy and sleepy and you wake up and then you need your you need your cup of coffee in fact i'm i'm like a zombie till i've had my till i've had my coffee all the day and i believe most of the folks are uh, listening to a podcast are. Uh, one of the important things that i've learned especially while i was in grad school i went to grad school strange enough uh, <laughs> and uh, i've abused caffeine a lot i've abused energy drinks caffeine pills you know coffee tea you name it i've, I've even at a point i've i've even mixed tea and coffee just to see how does it feel because apparently tea has got some other factors that are good for you. So uh, I've abused the drug but uh, at times I've felt that maybe it helps you but for like a shorter kickoff a time but not on a longer, a longer level.
0: Right, you, you're right. So uh, Pulkit, uh, while I want to make sure our listeners get this right, drinking coffee will keep you up but the level of adenosine keeps increasing, you know, that... Ultimately, you need sleep. Right. You know, there's no substitute for sleep.
1: Got it. So uh, basically, your body gets used to it. And that's how each time that you drink coffee, you need to increase your dose of, uh, you know, caffeine to feel the same level in, of energy level and of en- energy, wakefulness alertness, and alertness. That's right. Right. that's right. So yeah. uh, what happens if we if we don't sleep enough is like, uh, like I said, that I abuse, abuse, you know, caffeine enough. Uh, I believe all it takes for a human is one hour of, you know standard quality sleep time to be depleted and we increase a lot of our body markers which are responsible for a lot of uh, things that we don't really want in our life so uh, i basically classify sleep sleep related issues on two you know major areas physical as well as mental so on a physical level lack of sleep can affect a lot of things in, in your body and uh as a f- a famous you know scientist said that a lot of times we feel that we can live with 6 hours of sleep or 5 hours of sleep also some of the folks are like I'm le- I'm, I'm, you know, i am i am i'm totally operate, okay with yeah, 5 hours of sleep hours, yeah. but uh, essentially it's like when when uh, there is like a drunk person getting out of a bar and he feels like that he can drive it's it's almost the same thing you feel that you are operating at your maximum efficiency but you're not so uh, on a physical level it a lack of sleep will make you gain weight you will lose your T levels, your testosterone levels. For the guys out there, listen up, guys. This is this is really important. This is you. critical, yeah. <laughs> so it will uh, lack of sleep will disable immune uh, restoration in your body, which heals the body and, from wear and tear, which occurs and, during the day.
0: And 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 if we sleep, especially for men, as you were talking, Pulkit. If if we sleep for four hours on a regular basis, four to five hours. Uh, if we don't get eight hours of sleep. Uh, then the testosterone level in right. in those male is equivalent Maybe. to yeah men who are ten years older. Oh, so shit. you know it 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 ages you by a decade. Uh, sleep
1: deprivation just four hours of sleep. That's bad, guys. That's extremely bad, and it's. Um, especially with the effect of you know using cell phones, devices, keeping you know cell phones in your pockets, sometimes talking to people, you know wearing pants that are tight. Come on, guys! I mean, this is like something that we can essentially you know control. So with each hour that is lost from the seven to nine hours, uh, with a mean of eight hours, we lose fifteen percent of the of the testosterone that can essentially be replenished into your uh, into your blood. So you're not getting fifteen. 15% of your uh, basal testosterone requirement per hour. So for each hour that you think you've saved or, you know, given up for your, for your company, for your firm, for your startup, it's 15% testosterone that you're, you're losing. You're losing, yes. And uh, and like uh, on the opposite end, if you're watching a show that's, you know, taking an hour or half an hour away from your uh, sleep. sleep, yeah, it's essentially the same thing. Uh, coming back to the physical aspect, cancer grows much more quickly in mice when they don't sleep enough. Lack of sleep will cause uh, serious problems on the gene activity profile. In fact, uh, in fact, 711 genes were distorted during a sleep deprivation cycle. So uh, there are basically things which are called killer cells, uh, whose job is to destroy the cancer cells. So uh, each day, our body, uh, you know, it basically generates a lot of cancer cells, uh, which is as, as a normal response to how cell division happens in our body and uh, these things called killer cells their their job is to destroy these you know cancer cells that are made and uh, uh, if we don't sleep enough sleep you know deprivation or up to four hours in a single in a single night that can cause up to a 70% drop in the killer cell activity imagine if you sleep for four or five hours night after night for a week or two weeks or months uh, that can be really really critical so this is up to up to a level that basically WHA has now you know classified nighttime job as possible carcinogens. what has been the degree or the classification for cigarettes and excessive alcohol No yeah. lack of Even sleep t- is there
0: right that, that's that's so true uh sleep is or sleep deprivation not sleep lack of sleep is one of the reasons for cancers guys so listen up eight hours of sleep seven to eight hours of sleep sleep is absolutely necessary for your health a lot of hormone regulation is affected if we don't get enough sleep. Uh, I'll talk about two of them uh, which is related to our hunger or which makes us feel hungry and makes us feel full. Ghrelin, hormone ghrelin, it makes us feel hungry and leptin feels us full lack of sleep or being up late in the night, it leads to unregulated leptin's level in our body. And leptin leptin is a hormone which is released when we have enough food, uh, which is released in in our bloodstream, brain sends this hormone to tell us that, hey, we are full, you should stop eating now. But if you you are up uh, late in the night, uh, this unregulated release of leptin doesn't send you signal that you're full. So you feel hungry and you start eating. That's why uh, you must have realized that when you're up late in the night, you start eating. And if I may add one more piece of information, lack of sleep also uh, degrades or depletes your willpower. So one, you are hungry when you're up late in the night. Two, you don't have enough willpower. So you don't eat healthy food. You don't eat, you don't eat salad when you're up late in the night. You reach out for for a bag of chips or uh, or something. <laughs> or pizza
1: or something. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So lack of sleep is one of the reasons to gain weight.
1: Absolutely. Fact. Absolutely. Another point just to add to that is basically brown fat as well. So brown fat is this concept. It's not exactly a concept, but it's a recent, you know, discovery that uh, it's basically a category of fat that has thermogenic effect. So what I mean by that is it has heat uh, generating properties that actually makes you burn calories. In fact, when it's fully activated, brown fat can, you know, generate about 300 times more heat than any other tissue in the body. There's actually a study published in the journal of pineal research, which found that rats who had higher levels of melatonin, they also appeared to have more activated brown fat. So essentially brown fat is, is good for, uh, folks who are trying to lose fat, which is the white fat. So, uh, white fat is the fat that we don't want. Brown fat helps you to lose the white fat. So sleep helps you to make more of brown fat. fat. Yeah. So, uh, if. On on a physical level, uh, sleep will help you for fat reduction, for muscle gain by in- increasing your HGH levels, it will increase your testosterone, that will again uh, boost up the muscle mass and your metabolism, it is helping up with your height gain etc by again your HGH and it's you know regulating your glucose and it's uh, making sure that you don't have cancer, I mean what else can you ask for? If there was a drug that could do all this just for your body, right. yeah, I it's... believe it would be selling like, like you know, crazy. <laughs> That's
0: true. That's true.
1: Okay. So on, on a mental level also, sleep can uh, help in a lot of ways. Sleep helps with cognition impairment, which is the loss of the memory and other skills. Lack of sleep is almost as good as being drunk. So uh, when, you know, a person is having a lack of sleep, people fall into micro sleeps, which are basically small, you know, periods of sleeping inside of your brain. So essentially your eyes are open, but your brain is uh, half asleep.
0: In fact, uh, Pulkett, there was a research uh, between two groups, done with two groups. One group which was uh, drunk uh, and they were asked to drive or they were led to drive. And another group which had just f- four hours of sleep or they were sleep deprived and they were asked to drive. The second group, which was sleep which was sl- sleep deprived, they were more prone to f- fatal road accidents while they were driving than the drunk groups. And the reason for that was they fell uh, for micro-sleeps. They, they went into micro-sleeps where the brain stops being conscious or aware of the uh, of your environment. But if you're drunk, you, you your response time is less, but you're aware of your environment. Right. So you are more dangerous as a driver. And you put more lives at risk when you are driving after being sleep deprived compared to being drunk. Absolutely. That doesn't mean that you should dr- drink and drive, <laughs> by
1: the way. Uh, Definitely not. But yeah, I mean, it's just a Analogy to compare like uh, how dangerous sleep deprivation is. Yeah, so there's actually a recent you know trend of polyphasic sleep. um, Very very common with you know especially the programmer population. What polyphasic sleep is the idea that uh, instead of sleeping in a single bout of seven to eight hours, uh, you you know distribute your sleep in um, interval of 20 to 45 minutes. So with the rise of you know productivity culture, time is essentially money, right? Both in a literal sense as well as in a experiential you know currency. Like if you're up more you can experience more things in life things like that so a lot of people they resent uh, like a third of their life being uh, lost to being unconscious and things like that so uh, the issues with polyphysic sleep which has you know come across with a lot of uh, studies that have been uh, going on is that the release of HGH is strongly suppressed during polyphysic sleep and it's timing so the timing of the HGH release is it also goes haywire so uh, uh, you know hacks. Around the seven to eight hours of sleep, I I don't really believe that is possible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like uh, naps, right? Uh, naps on some occasions, they are extremely, you know, popular as well as a good hack to take, especially if you run out of the usual seven hour to nine hour recommended uh, interval of your sleep, uh, you know, recommended duration. So right. if your life uh, looks like uh, you have been pulling a lot of all nighters, you have been working late, like. Elon Musk rec- uh, recently tweeted that after working on the latest model on Tesla, he was aiming to pull in all night. And I think you, I have you know, read his book and uh, especially entrepreneurs and people who have been working a lot, they do this all the time. So uh, in these situations, NAP can play a very important role and uh, they are actually much more effective if used uh, prophylactically. So Rather than you know actually doing a nap every day, uh, if you you know take it occasionally as a hack, but on on a normal scale, if you follow your sleep sleep regime, that will be a good thing. So actually, uh, there was a recommendation that I was reading, and it said that nap shouldn't be more than 45 minutes. Uh, I was actually wondering why was that.
0: So uh, you you made a very good point uh, about that. You, you should you should try to get your regular eight to nine or seven to eight hours of sleep. Nap is just a way to hack when you think you're not going to get enough sleep, when you have to pull, pull an all-nighter. Uh, nap is crucial. So coming to the 45 minutes of nap, uh, I would first like to talk a little bit about uh, this, what happens when we sleep, what the different stages of sleeps are. So at a high level, there are two stages of sleep. One of them is called non-REM. The other is called REM. REM stands for rapid eye movement. So we flip-flop, back and forth between non-REM and REM sleep throughout the night every 90 minutes.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, so there is a cycle of 90 minutes. And the ratio of non-REM to REM sleep within each 90 minute changes dramatically across the night. During the first half of the night, the vast majority of 90-minute cycles are consumed by non-REM sleep and very little of REM sleep. And as we transition through in the second half of the uh, night, the balance shifts with most of the time dominated by REM sleep and very little of non-REM sleep. Right. Let's understand what happens during non-REM and REM sleep and why uh, this cycle.
1: Right, right. Before happens. we go there, uh, can we talk a little bit about REM sleep? So uh, what I believe uh, how we can monitor REM sleep is when you are almost in a paralysis more during sleeping. And it's just that your eyes are moving, uh, your eyeballs and your uh, eye is, you know, uh, it's it's in a it's in a movement right right so that's how it gets the name REM rapid, yeah, rapid eye movement. movement yes
0: that's that's true so to understand rapid eye movement let's first go to the uh, let's first discuss or understand non rapid eye movement okay so non rapid eye movement has four stages stage one stage two stage three stage four we're not going to get into details of each of those stages but during non rapid eye movement we filter out any information we don't need think of the billboard you saw today while driving your way to work. You don't need that information to, to store in your long-term memory. This is the stage, so non-rapid-eye movement is a stage when brain weeds out all such junk junk and garbage information and throws them out. During rapid-eye movement sleep, though, our brain moves information from short-term to long-term memory. Uh, and this is the phase when brain also creates connection between old memory and new memory, which helps us recall memories. And That's what uh, makes us dream because we are creating new neural networks. Uh, We we are uh, creating links between or interconnections between memories, uh, which makes us dream. So if you're not dreaming enough uh, or if you think you're not dreaming, that means you're not sleeping enough. And this phase of sleep uh, predominantly happens during the last two hours of our sleep. That means between six to eight hours. So it's important, guys, that you get eight hours of sleep because in the sixth and eighth hours is when you, your brain is transferring information from short-term to long-term memory. And the, and, and the reason uh, we feel paralyzed when we are in uh, REM sleep uh, because it's a way for Mother Nature to make us feel protected or to protect us because when we are dreaming, chances are... Um, we might uh, make those movements that we are dreaming of, right? Think of this. Maybe you are dreaming about running on a road. So to to make sure we don't carry out that action, uh, nature makes us. Mother nature makes us par- paralyzed. So our whole body is paralyzed uh, when during the REM uh, phase of sleep, right? That's that's, that's a way. That's a way to make us feel or make a safeguard uh, that we don't harm ourselves or our partner uh, in the bed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, Pulkit. Uh, so, sleep, eight hours of sleep is very important to have a good memory and it's important for learning also to, to register uh, the new skill, the new skill that you're learning uh, to develop that into mastery. Sleeping is necessary.
1: Actually, there was a famous experiment that has happened and uh, this is interesting. So, in order to examine the effect of sleep on classroom learning, a group of scientists gave undergraduate students with no previous exposure to economics a lecture on Supply and demand. So the students they were randomly assigned to one of the two groups. The first group watched the lecture in the morning and then they came back in the evening to take the test. The second group, however, they watched the lecture in the evening and then they came back in the morning to take the test, which was after a night of sleep. So in this way the time from lecture to test was held, you know, constant, but only the second group they slept in between the lecture and the test. Uh, so they took the results. And uh, in terms of the questions, right? So the questions were interesting. They were basically divided into two parts. First half of the questions, they were uh, mostly similar to the types of supply and demand questions that were used uh, during the lecture. The other half of the questions were integration questions, which involved the students to incorporate both supply and demand information uh, to generate new ideas and to solve you know complex problems to use that information. So the results uh, showed the students in the sleep group, they performed about 8% better on the problems that were, uh, similar to those from the lecture. Okay. 8% better. Not a lot not of a improvement. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you sleep, you get better on some things, Yeah, but here it gets interesting on the novel problems, which involve, you know, complexity to use the information from the day before to solve new problems. The next day, uh, these subjects who had taken the sleep, they performed 32% higher than those who had not slept
0: 32 percent that's that's a phenomenal
1: yeah that's that's almost a a third of a difference that is like really crazy so in other words students they retain more information after sleeping but their ability to understand and apply information right that received a huge boost so what essentially we call as you know learning it it basically comprises of Three parts: encoding, which is receiving the information, consolidation of the information in our head, and then retrieval of that information for to solve a specific problem or to retrieve it as it is. Right. So sleep essentially promotes synapse generation, which is physical change inside of the brain. So when we are sleeping, like we know, the brain is the most you know complex organ in the universe, and uh, we went through it a little bit in our previous podcast. Yeah. So uh, essentially, each each hour of our sleep, it, it you know, uh, refreshes us for every two hours that we are awake. So the entire information that you have, you know, collected for every, for every two hours, the brain takes an hour to, you know, process that information, discard the information that's not required, you know, consolidate information, make new synapses connections. So, uh... Like you went over the stages of the sleep. So essentially, the stage one and the st- stage two of NREM, they have been shown to be important to help the brain, you know, plasticity and to be able to absorb new uh, material. Uh, right. In in a normal night of sleep, the majority of uh, stage one and stage two, it happens during the second half of the night, which is why you said that the six to eight hours is essentially important. Apart from that, motor memory. So guys, the cognitive benefits is not just for students, not, not just for, you know, people who are doing a PhD, who are scholars, things like that. Even for people who work from their muscle memory, it could be athletes, it could be drivers, it could be things like, it could be, you know, fighters, or, players, or, things yeah, like that.
0: or someone learning new skill, for example, cycling or piano, learning how to play guitar. Or exactly, piano. music,
1: yeah, right. So uh, in in all of these areas, motor memory is f- facilitated by sleep and new evidence. It shows that motor imagery the idea of uh, actually seeing the notes or seeing uh, how to play a certain thing or how to drive or how to do a do a particular task that is also consolidated in sleep so this occurs in the stages 1 and 2 and not rem and the stage 3 so uh, slow wave sleep uh, which you know promotes episodic declarative memory consolidation so explicit memory is like one of the two main types of the, the long-term human, human memory, right?
0: That's a very good information. So listen up, guys. We all have read and known that practice makes you perfect. But add one more thing, sleep. Practice with sleep makes you perfect, you know? <laughs> because when you're sleeping, whatever you have learned for the day, that's getting registered in your brain. So that next day when you're carrying out the same action or same activity, you could recall that easily. So practice with sleep makes you perfect.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, Santo. So uh, moving on to REM sleep. So uh, we talk a, a lot about REM, and I believe NREM is as important as you know REM is, if not more. So although REM sleep, it does not appear to uh, play a major part in assimilation and consolidation of new memories. It helps to groove the memories by replaying them over and over in the sleep sleep, you know, consciousness. REM also helps helps the person extract generalization from specific memories. So if the memories are false. Uh, those specific lessons are learned and the wisdom acquired that can be flawed. So, so REM helps with higher order mental functions that make us human, right? The uh, the idea that we learn from our mistakes is also, you know, facilitated by the REM sleep. Yeah. Uh, abstraction yeah. is something that's facilitated by REM. The idea that uh, how we can think about our thoughts, right? The higher order cognitive abilities that help us do that. That's also... Facilitated or restored by REM. Uh, when we are sleep sleep deprived, our focus, attention, vigilance, it'll all drift, making it more you know difficult to receive information. Uh, overworked neurons, they can no longer function to coordinate in information properly, and we lose our ability to access even previously learned information. Procedural memory, right? The remembering of how to do something. For example, riding a bike or playing a piano. REM helps. For that as well, so uh, people, especially uh, you know, college students, they believe that some drugs can help them to go to sleep, such as you know, alcohol. Is it's extremely you know common to say, let me just take a night clap uh, to fall asleep, right? So uh, alcohol is as uh, sedative. Uh, it does not help you to get a proper REM sleep. In fact, it will uh, fragment your sleep, so you will have a period of waking up through the night, uh, which will uh, basically disable your entire you know cycle of falling asleep again the other aspect is marijuana which also seems to fragment the sleep and, the and sleep yeah is and,
0: and that's why Pulkit if if you uh, were drunk and you slept the next day you could not recall anything from previous nights at least it happened with me and many of people i know or friends i know the reason for that is you did not complete your uh, full cycle you did not complete your REM sleep when the brain registers and consolidates memory
1: right absolutely okay. right so uh, What do we do about all this? Like, we can't just stop, you know, living our life just like a nomad and just, you know, go to sleep at... 8 p.m. in the night never go out to party never do anything else absolutely well, yeah. h- how do we come out of it how do we hack this
0: so uh, even we even before we discuss some hacks uh, on how to uh, adjust for the nights when we don't get 8 hours of sleep i i just want to make sure that we understand the importance of getting 8 hours of sleep on a regular basis right it's the best medicine that you can have uh, we went through a lot of things a lot of lot of issues that sleep can help us with like uh, in losing weight, in delaying our aging, um, in controlling cancer, so so many benefits of sleep. Right, it's a pill, as you said. If if sleep w- was a pill, uh, if we market it as a pill, that's going to cure so many diseases. Right, it'll be worth uh, that market or that company will be worth uh, worth billions of dollars. Billions of right. Problems, yeah. um, r- coming back to what we can do uh, about the nights when we don't have enough sleep, I would say the first thing that you should do is to recognize that or to identify days um, in advance when you think you, you might not get enough sleep. Maybe you have to travel for work or maybe you have to pull an out uh, all-nighter to deliver something on project. So on such days, you can plan for a nap, plan for a nap in the afternoon, Okay.
1: Right, and uh, in general, I think it's important to maintain a good sleep hygiene, um, especially the EMF devices, right? That's like a big thing right now, the Wi-Fi, cell phones, iPads, you know, Kindles. All, uh, all the devices laptops. which
0: have Wi-Fi, which receive Wi-Fi signal, uh, so they emit Wi-Fi radiation. So when you're sleeping, make sure you put your cell phone in, uh, in Wi-Fi, airplane mode. Uh, sorry, airplane mode, yeah. uh, so that it doesn't interfere with your body or, or with your sleep. Um, right.
1: So uh, it's it's also like a good idea to maintain a good sleep hygiene, which I basically break down into two or three components. Uh, like Santosh said, EMF should be should be you know completely turned off, which means your Wi-Fi goes off, your cell phone goes off, or uh, you can you know keep it in the next room. If you if you find it inconvenient and your you know parents or friends are gonna be trying to reach out to you, you you can just keep it in, in you know silent mode in the next room. If if anybody wants to really reach out to you, they will. F- uh, find a way to reach out to you, okay. or
0: you can keep yeah. your phone in Faraday bag. It's a bag which uh, restricts all the EMF oh, electromagnetic fields uh, that can interfere with your body or or, or sleep.
1: Awesome. Uh, other thing is keep your room as dark as possible. Buy uh, buy some buy some dark shades, guys. I mean, it's not it's not that expensive. It's like ten dollars on Amazon. There should not be any white light at least two hours before you go to bed. That uh interfere with your circadian rhythm uh, two of the factors that we discussed before uh, it's it's a it is a good idea to wear socks before going to sleep. Yeah, this was strange to me as well. Uh, wearing socks before sleeps helps keep your extremities warm which helps with sleep
0: And I'll elaborate a little bit or add a little bit on the lights basically. don't don't look at your screens. no iPad, no phones no Kindle in your bedroom, you know, or at least stop looking at them before one hour because all these devices, they emit blue light. And one of the impact or effects of blue light is that it delays the release of melatonin uh, melatonin hormone. And this hormone is basically a sleep precursor. It tells your body that now you're ready to sleep. So think of this. Uh, When you're looking at your screen, uh, the, the release of melatonin is delayed by a few hours uh, yeah, right. uh, so don't so it's essentially
1: speed. like moving to a new you know time zone like f- flying from CST to PST and uh, instead of sleeping in your own you know time zone you're sleeping in a different time zone uh, certain uh, said uh i would say that you know exercising is extremely important so exercise but not too close to the bedtime uh again i would say that your bedroom should only be for your sleep and then you know making love with your partner uh apart from that you know uh Keep your devices out of your out of your bedroom. Keep everything that's you know distracting out of your out of your bedroom. Uh, right. Yeah.
0: Uh, w- one thing that we were discussing, pul- Pulkit, once that all of us, most of us, if not all of us, most of us, we keep an alarm clock to to get up or to wake up. I think we should stop doing that. We should keep an alarm clock to go to bed. You know, <laughs> 10 p.m., 11 p.m. There's a there's a clock that's warning us oh, It's time to go to bed. Yeah. And don't keep any alarm to wake up because. Uh, when you wake up naturally that's when you have gotten your full right, uh, absolutely of sleep Scream
1: cycle takes takes around 90 minutes so if you if you wake up in the middle of that 90 minute period you essentially are half asleep you know obviously there is there's like a reason for that and I have been I have been trying it on myself actually since the last it has been a month or close to two months now but I mean uh, it's 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 a vast difference like uh I don't require as much of caffeine as much I used to. So it's a it's a it's a huge you know difference. And uh, there's an app called Flux, it's F dot That's F dot uh, that uh, in that app you can basically set up your your you know time zone and the time that you go to sleep at. And if you have to use the devices uh an hour, you know, before you go to sleep, that app will automatically take care of the white light for you. It will basically dim the light before you have to go to uh before it's an hour for you to go to sleep. But I would say that an hour or at least two hours before you go to bed, you should not be using any of the devices at all. Uh, I would say change the lights in your bedroom. I have already done that to yellow light. So replace the LEDs with, you know, yellow ones. So that's that's for the light part. Uh, with regards to meditation, right? So obviously awareness meditation, it helps a lot with sleeping. So uh, 15 minutes of, you know, pranayama, which is basically Indian uh, breathing exercise, uh, a type of yoga, uh, and especially Brahmari, which is B-R-A-H-M-A-R-I, B-R-A-H-M-A-R-I. Uh, this is an extremely useful, you know, category of pranayam that helps with sleep. And uh, yeah, and I think uh, sometimes, uh, y- you know, uh, deep breathing or belly breathing, like we call it, that helps me a lot. Like if I do 10 deep breaths in, in a minute, it helps me Im- immensely. There you go, guys. You have so many hacks that you got. Maybe 15,
0: 20, I don't know. So let's all understand this. Sleep is not a lifestyle luxury. It's the most efficient way of mother nature of avoiding death. And we should reclaim right of sleep without any shame or dogma. So guys, sleep is the most powerful cognitive enhancer we know of. And without it, people are much more impaired than they realize. With that note, we'll see you in the next episode. See you guys. Bye-bye.